women are powerful and have accomplished great things. Yet, sometimes we suffer from self-doubt, fear, and limiting beliefs. We often believe that we are not good enough. These negative beliefs stop us from achieving our goals. Welcome to Sprinting to Success, a podcast dedicated to women who have experienced struggles, yet found ways to step into their power, their greatness, and learn to embrace challenges. These women will share their stories and give you insights to help you on your path so you can follow your dreams. And now, here's your host, Esme Lawrence. My guest today is scientifically valid life force healer, heart-centered leader, author, and founder of Southpath Inc. Her abilities have been measured, validated, documented, and published in scientific peer-reviewed journals. She graduated from CEO Space Peak Potentials Training and is an ambassador with the Women of Global Change, a two-time award-winning grad of Dale Carnegie receiving the highest award for achievement. Welcome to Sprinting to Success podcast, Intharani Arul. Thank you, Esme, for having me today. Oh, it's an honor. I am just so privileged that you decide to um, come on my show and share your story. I feel blessed. So tell me about your childhood. Um, well, I grew up in a home with um, a mother who suffered from mental health issues. Um, she lost her sight progressively. I was about nine years old and she lost her sight progressively until she couldn't see. And she was also a diabetic and many times she'd take her food and she'd literally like throw her food and if she didn't eat it would become a life-threatening medical emergency right. and I lived in that environment uh, since that age and uh, and I struggled with my own self-esteem and right. my own confidence and you know um, but I was so grateful and I'm just so I learned a tremendous amount from my mother and right. my parents in general, um, they taught me a lot. I mean, I learned how to be more alert and more, um, you know, just living in that environment of, you know, because sometimes my mother would go unconscious. Like I, the very right. first time I found her unconscious, I, I, I honestly didn't know what to do in that moment. Right. And, uh, and as a nine-year-old, you know, I was like, terrified yes and um i did uh you know i i ran outside i remember i ran outside and i screamed help and right. my neighbor was the one that told me to go and call 911 and i remember i went into the house and i called you know tried to dial that phone and it was a rotary phone and my hand like was literally trying to turn that dial and it was yeah so so difficult but i you know um i was so grateful that i did make that call and the ambulance did arrive and she she was you know they managed to wake her um you know bring her back which is good that's that's awesome yeah. because i mean like i just can imagine you know a nine-year-old child you know find your mom unconscious running to get help and of course how scared you were right Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And, and also like, you know, with her mental health, um, you know, she would try and try to find, find a way to get her eyesight back. And she, you know, she even one time she even went to the neighbor's house and was taking a shower and the neighbor came and I didn't know she had left the house even. Right. And I was so, you know, I was so, so 
you know, nervous and scared. I was like, yeah. gosh, you know, how could she go to the neighbor's house? And I felt really frustrated. Like, how could this be? You know, right. you know, how could she do that? And, but, but I learned like tremendous amount of compassion because, you know, the neighbor wasn't angry. Right. She was, you know, she was trying to help. And at least she found my mother. I was so grateful she was alive, Right. you know, that I found her again, you know, from that particular day. I mean, and the many times that she went unconscious, which she did because, you know, um, or like was getting close to going unconscious because of diabetic, you have to be, have to eat on time and right. don't eat. Um, you know, you know, it's, it's life threatening. Right. And so thankfully I, I managed to catch her every single time, um, that she did. And, um, you know, and she was, she was, she was okay for many years. Right. So were, were you checking her blood sugars too as a nine-year-old? Oh, yeah. Wow. I would do, I would do, I remember my dad taught me how to check her blood sugar and, you know, prick her finger or, and give her those insulin shots. And yeah, I learned all those things uh, as a child. And, right. and I'm so grateful because it just taught me a tremendous amount uh, of being, as I said, be more alert and be, uh, just to, you know, just to, you know, just that deepening of, of that compassion, it just right. grew in me, right. you know. So you were the only child? No, there was three of us. Uh, there's three in total. Um, I, I'm just, the, I'm the middle child. I'm the daughter, middle daughter. I have an older brother and a younger sister. Right. So tell me about some of the struggles you had as a teenager. Uh, as a teenager, well, my anxiety level was really high. I, I struggled with weight. You know, I didn't know how to eat healthy. Right. I just knew that, you know, I, I just knew to eat to be happy, you know. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, eat those like, bonbons. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like pizza. And, you know, right. Tasted good, right? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was pretty heavyweight. I was, uh, my weight was not, you know, I was not a slender child, uh, a teenager. Um, but, uh, you know, I was teased at school oh. because I also have a vision impairment uh, in one of my eyes. And um, so I was very conscious of my own physical appearance, you right. know. And, um you know, it was, it was very, um, it was, it was quite, I, 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 I did struggle a lot with fear, anxiety. I was so nervous and, um, and, but I did, um, I was so grateful for an opportunity that came along, um, where I got to volunteer in the, gen, you know, in the local hospital with, uh, the elderly patients. So that really kind of helped me come out of the box of being in the house and just going to school I got right. to explore more and it was such a great opportunity to learn from elderly people because right. I, I volunteered in the long-term care ward right. for over a period of five years oh wow awesome yeah so it so was, this was when you're in high school this was when I was in high okay. school yeah okay. yeah right. so it was uh, I was so very grateful for that opportunity right and you have, of course, you can tell you have a heart of giving because you went to volunteer with older people. So that shows really, you know, it shows your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, go, so, you know, move forward now to an adult. What are some of those struggles? Oh, some of the struggles as an adult. Well, 
as an adult, um, I had an arranged marriage. And of course, you know, after I finished high school, like my father said, you know, you either find yourself a paid job or you go to school. Because I did go to nursing school, I got accepted and everything, but my anxiety level was really high at that time. Right. And, you know, I remember the nurses would say, you know, you'd make a great nurse. And, you know, so I thought, you know, I really liked working with the elderly. And but when, when I got in there, I realized, you know, I would study for exams and I forget everything on the exam. And when it came to, you know, I'd study for hours and when it came to exam time, everything went out the Because <laughs> I was so anxious. Amnesia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> disappearing knowledge yeah, you know, so but you know I, as I said I, I love working with the patients but but you know but it was just I just could not you know there was something I needed to I just had to you know leave the program and I knew I needed to get some <laughs> support and help right um, so what else did you do did you decide to study something else or what was the direction? So, um, you know, as I said, my father, after I left nursing school, that's when he said, you know, you either go to school or you go to, you know, you find yourself a job. So I got myself a job in a very high medical needs uh, group home, uh, which was just one of the greatest blessings. Um, wow. As I, I realized how I loved helping people more, like I loved being one-to-one. Right. It really helped me discover that. Uh, and, and I learned tremendous amount of skills from these, you know, cause they, they were all in wheelchairs. They were nonverbal and I learned tremendous amount of skills from them, you know, and they were all men too. And so it was like, wow, I, I just, it was just such a learning environment, a wonderful learning environment and experience to grow in, uh, and to really, um, you know, cause we had incredible, like, you know, we always had like, we have nutritionists come in to teach us and we had, and I had other staff to help me learn things that I didn't know. And, right. and, and those special needs people, they were just so, they had the greatest care, you know, love in them. I could just feel it from them. And they were so patient and, right. and they would smile at me and they accepted me as I was. They never yes. judged me. They never criticized me, you know. They were just, they were so loving and they taught me so much. Right. So then um, after, did you um, just move on to coaching or how long did you stay with the group home? Well, I was with them for about 14 years. I still, oh, wow. I'm still with the same organization. I, I still work full time. Right. I, and plus I'm, I'm a mother. I, I became a mother in 2002. I have a, a, a beautiful son and and who have raised and um and i'm still raising <laughs> right <laughs> and, and uh, however i did lose my husband in 2004 in a motor vehicle accident oh um so i've been raising Sad. since he was 18 months old by my you know but i was so blessed oh. i had my father who was in my life uh, for a large part my father just recently passed in uh, 2017 Wow, or was it 2018? Just last year, anyway. Right. And it was, uh, it was just, you know. So, um, you know, I was so blessed to have my father in my life and right. my son a tremendous amount. He was a great role model for him. Right. So, when when you heard the story about your husband, 
Tell me about that moment when they told you the news. Oh, that was horrifying. It was, I mean, I mean, I was the, the night when I was, he was supposed, he, he actually had a restaurant in a small town, um, which was about eight hours away from Vancouver. And um, he was actually driving down to see us, uh, to get us and bring us home. And I remember um, I was waiting for him. It was about 10 o'clock at night. And he said he'd arrive around that time, and um, but he didn't. He didn't arrive, and I kept. I phoned his cell phone. I just kept calling and calling, and but there was, you know, the phone was doing all kinds of strange things. It would sometimes ring, sometimes it would go beep, 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 you know, and sometimes it would just go right into the voicemail. Sometimes there was no tone at all. It was really strange things, and. I, the entire night, I did not sleep. I waited for him. Uh, I tried calling him, kept calling, and I didn't sleep. That following morning, there was a knock at my door, and there were two police officers in full uniform, wow. and, uh, and they said, I'm sorry, ma'am. There was a horrific motor vehicle accident, and your husband was killed instantly. And oh. that, that was just, uh, it was just horrifying. Yeah. So I was just, I was, of course I was in tears and I was a wreck. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Oh my, that does a, that's a devastating news that your husband is dead. The man that you love. Yeah. Oh, so who did you turn to? Did you you turn to your dad for support? Like where did you get support from? Just so grateful. I had my father, I had my sister and you know, they were just so supportive and you know, it helped me get, get through and you know of course I had to deal with the restaurant too which I never ran because he had purchased it and he was taking care of it he just got it up off the ground and I had no clue how to run that thing (laughs) thankfully (laughs) you know thankfully there's a community ventures in every small town and I was so grateful that um I had that you know support from them um And, and then I, you know, this wonderful human being um, came, you know, that they referred to me, said to me, is this your dream or your husband's dream? And it was, you know, it was then that I realized, oh my gosh, you know, and he told me the numbers and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, right. oh my gosh, I was losing. <laughs> I got to really do something quickly. So yeah, so I ended up um, selling the place. So. Right. Because it wasn't your dream. It was your husband's dream. It was, Yeah. Right. Okay. So then the now, um, just recently, 2017, you said your father died? Yeah, he just died, uh, not this past June, but the June prior. Yeah, well, that's 2017. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. And so, so how did that affect you? Oh, it was, it was really, very, very difficult. Um, you know, he was, um, you know, just to see him, de- his, his health deteriorate was just um, heartbreaking to watch. Yeah. Uh, to be on life support, it was just heartbreaking. Oh. Uh, you know, um, it was, uh, I'm just, but however, I'm just so very grateful. I, I had, I was there in the moment of his passing and yeah. um, I was able to, to be, you know, to share my gratitude with him before he left. And um, yeah, it was a, a very, very difficult moment right difficult difficult but special yeah however I was so blessed I had um you know God the divine um 
thankfully I had Guruji in my life, who's, you know, who's the founder of the Trivedi effect. And he's the highest form of consciousness on the face of the planet today. The first person I reached out to was him. Right. And because he has connection with spirit. And um, prior to his passing, I, as soon as I knew my father was, had a mass, you know, had a heart attack, mm. I let him know. And, um, you know, when my father passed, it was the most um, peaceful. It was just so peaceful. It was just an energy that I felt that just came over me. It was right. just very peaceful, calming you know, experience that, you know, that my father, I realized in that moment that we're all a soul, that we're a spirit. When our spirit leaves our body, there is no human function. There's no bodily function. function. The body, you know, you know, and one of the things Guruji said to me was that every person comes into our life to play their role in our life. And we play our role in their life right it's the most you know incredible words that i could hear right wow and you know i mean i mean that's that's life because i mean i lost my mom in 2017 and um it was just so sad i I felt like um someone just ripped my heart out Mm -hmm. when she passed and you know it was so painful and it's oh it was just you know like i mean i you know i came to the realization that i will never touch her again like it's it, you know, and uh, it was so sad. So I just can't imagine, you know, with your husband, you know, then your father dying. So what happened to your mom? Is she still alive? Oh, I, I, yeah. So I passed that part. Um, no, my mother passed away just 11 months prior to my husband, before my husband. Um, oh. So she passed away in 2003. He passed in 2004. And it was just one thing after another. It yes. Just, it was just. <laughs> it was yeah. just overwhelming <laughs> right yes yeah. it was just overwhelming wow you know you with all the tragedy going on like you know you were were you still grateful yes I was I was so grateful because I always remembered all the greatness they brought into my life right you know, all that they taught me the experiences everything was a gift yes came from them and nice. I would never ha- become who I am today if I didn't have all those incredible, rich experiences uh, through them. Right. And the beauty that brought to me, that they brought to me, you know. So I'm very, very grateful. You know, and I, you know, like I'm mean, even with my mom, I still, even though she's not here, I still talk to her. <laughs> and sometimes she'll like I'll say something and I said. That sounds just like mom. <laughs> so they, you know, the, the words, the way she would say it, the exact words, you know, back, you know, back when I was a child, my mom would say, you're not listening. Esme, you're not listening. But yes, I was listening because I'm repeating your words now. <laughs> so, they still live with us. They do. You know, so now you're coaching. So what are you coaching? So one of the things I am is a, I am a scientifically validated life force energy healer. I do energy transmissions, um, and I also I do all, I also um, have a coaching program that uh, like I, I empower heart centered leaders uh, with a survival system so they can step into their unique purpose right. and um, become the authentic leader that they are meant to be. And right. yeah, so so how do you help people change their negative habits into something more positive? Um, so it's to always be 
like to learn to be grateful in, in our lives, to find um, the good things that we can gain from that experience. What is it that we can gain from every experience? It's to really do our own self-assessment. Right. And um, to become clearer on our, our own experiences and how can we, what can I do next and to do better next time? Right. And to, to kind of guide them and lead them. And, and also through the energy transmissions, which is divine energy. It's connecting a person to the God of their own understanding. And, you know, only God knows what any person needs. I don't right. know. I'm only the conduit of this energy. Right. Um, and I'm just, you know, it's been such a gift to me, you know, being one of the Trivedi healers and having participated in the science experiments. I'm just so grateful uh, to Guruji for giving me this opportunity to be one of the healers. Right. And so you teach your, um, some, um, your clients how to communicate. So what do you tell, how do you tell your clients that, that the best way to communicate is? Um, well, I work with a lot of adults with special needs and um, I observe uh, how they communicate and, um, and I really, you know, and I help empower them to do more in their lives, you know, to really, um, you know, discover what it is that they enjoy, they, they're good at, um, and even with hand over hand support or, you know, through guidance, uh, through various different, you know, they presently work in a pottery studio and in that studio, there's so many opportunities to learn, uh, to be creative because there's creativity in all of us. Right. Yes. They have opportunities where they work in us. We have a storefront. They can work in a storefront, build that relationship with the community, nice. the customers, uh, and it's a job for them. Uh, we create pottery in the studio um, and, you know, we make, you know, make it to be such a professional, you know, looking product that is saleable. Right. And, um, you know, and, and we, there's also an art program once a week where, you know, we have amazing artists. Like, I mean, these special needs people, they're just like incredible artists, you know? Oh. I mean, it's so professional. The paintings are just, you know, incredibly professional. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you know, I, I'm really glad that you gave them a place um, to express themselves so they can um, flourish, you know, and, uh, and to own who they are and be proud of what they do. Absolutely. Because every person has abilities and has the ability to communicate. Right. And it's to discover how does this person communicate and how, and what are their abilities and to help them grow in those areas and uh, be the very best that they can be. That's right. Oh, I like that. So what is the Women of Global Change about? So what the women of global change is, um, there can be, there's men, there's women, there's children. What they do annually, they have a, a international summit where they go to a third world part of the world and they do a service project. They bring in, like, these are like a lot of the leaders, um, you know, like Bernie Dorman, Bob Proctor, Les Brown, all these like really well-known leaders. They, you know, they, and, and, other leaders that I haven't even mentioned, uh, like, right. you know, they come together and, and it's a place where people kind of network together and, 
we do service project, we do, and we bring our children and, you know, gives them an opportunity to learn and understand on a greater capacity, right. their own, you know, skills as a leader. And, you know, and they even do presentations of a presentation for all the parents. Oh, that's nice. And all the community that was at the summit. And they share what they want to do in the world, you know, as a leader. And uh, and they discover that, you know, through their time there. And they they share it on the very last day. It's a real incredible experience. And you get to experience the community that we're in, um, people that live in that community. And it's just a wonderful experience you know, it's just a, it's an experience of growth. <laughs> right, exactly. So when they come back home, they're changed. They have learned something new. They have experienced different cultures. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to ask you, how do you decrease stress in your life? How do I decrease, decrease stress? Yes. Yes. Well, number one, I'm always working on my own self. I, um, I do my own self-assessment. I am thankful, as I said, I'm very grateful to have Guruji in my life. Um, he has discourses that I attend once every other week sometimes. Sometimes it's once a month. It depends on when he hosts it. And I'm just so very grateful to learn through Guruji, who is the highest form of consciousness on the face of the planet. And through those learning, you know, which true divine grace and knowledge I'm so gifted to learn from. And it's all about improving myself and and having time for myself and receiving that energy and um, and just I love reading and um, I love learning and that gives me a lot of peace and uh, you know and I also exercise <laughs> so that helps. Nice. Oh, oh, that's nice because you have to do something for yourself, right? Because you're giving to others, but you have to make sure that you give back to yourself too, right? So go back in time to the younger your younger self who felt afraid. What words of wisdom would you give yourself so that she can believe in herself. Uh, what words of wisdom? Wisdom, yes. Like going back and telling yourself, your younger self, what, what would you say to her now? Being you know, who you are and that, with all the experience that you've gotten over the years and you go back to that little girl, um, what would you say to her? I'd say um, that, you know, just take action every day of your life because when you do, you're going to, you know, just learn from everything and know that it's always there for your greatest good. And you're going to be the most amazing person if you really take notice of all those experiences and, and learn what's the greatness in that. Right. Awesome words of, of wisdom. Thank you so much. So this is the last question here. You're very successful. So, but now what are you struggling with? What am I struggling with? Yes. Um, what I'm struggling with is, um, is really is about just stepping, you know, just really um, just moving forward and just, um, you know, just getting the clients now. <laughs> That's right. what I am. I have to get the, uh, you know, and, right. and to, to really be able to share my message on a right. grander level. That's where I'm heading right now. Right. Get out there, get my message out there be heard by many people because I haven't got to that level yet. Right. But one step at a time, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So what would you like to share with our audience? So what I'd love to share is that, um, is that 
know that life has a purpose for every single person. We all have abilities and we all have talents and gifts and is to know that your life has a purpose far greater than you may even be aware of and continuously growing ourselves and really connecting to our authentic self, trying right. to take ourselves to that place. That is where we're going to find the greatest growth and happiness and fulfillment in our lives. Awesome. Great words. And so you can learn more about Intharani on EsmeLawrence.com. Intharani, thank you so much for joining us today on Sprinting to Success podcast. And, and listeners, thank you for your attention and have an amazing day. So I am Intharani Arul and I am Sprinting to Success with Esme Lawrence. Right. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank you for listening to Sprinting to Success with your host, Esme Lawrence. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this show on iTunes. For more information about Esme and to hear other episodes of the show, go to EsmeLawrence.com. The information in this podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional or medical treatment or advice. Always seek advice from your healthcare provider.